Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have another edition of the Bean Reports. Also, we'll check in with some local farmers and find out how seeding is coming along here so far. And up first in today's country comment, we'll talk about farm safety during this busy seeding season. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The spring seeding season is a busy time for farmers. Meryl Lepke with Warams is here today to talk about being safe at this time of year. I grew up on a farm north of Nipua and uh, enjoyed the farm life. Uh, unfortunately, at a young age of just uh, under three, I had a farming accident. Um, and that changed my, my life. Uh, from there... I went on to uh, take an agriculture degree. I work in the agriculture industry at uh, G3 Glenlee. And I also enjoy passing along the importance of farm safety. Uh, being in the industry, um, it's important to remember that we work and live in uh, around big machinery. And it's important that... Uh, The little ones or the kids uh, know the dangers of those machines. Is there a message to uh, to parents, or is there things that um, parents can do to you know sort of prevent these types of um, uh, incidents? I think it's important to engage with your children and teach them to um, know the safeties uh, and understandings uh, that they have to be careful, whether it's you know on the farm around the machines. Or even the lawnmower. Um, lawnmowers cause a lot of accidents, um, taking, you know, feet or legs, uh, hands from the sharp blades. These things can happen happen pretty quickly, right? They can happen very quickly. Uh, it only takes a second, uh, and all of a sudden, uh, your day has changed, your life has changed, your child has uh, could have a disability or uh, have a loss of a limb. It definitely can change your whole, uh, whole your whole life. Tell us a little bit about you know what you guys do there at uh, at Waramps. At Waramps, uh, they take care of the amputee right from uh, early years up into your whole schooling. Um, they pass on the play safe message. Uh, they work toward advocacy for individuals who need prosthetics arms or legs. Um, If insurance doesn't provide enough funding, uh, they would step in so that amputees can live a normal life, uh, being able to do all the tasks and enjoyments that uh, they would if they had all their limbs. That was Meryl Lepke, regional representative with WarAmps, talking to us here today about farm safety. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon. I'm Corey Canute. The Manitoba government is investing up to a million dollars to support the development and implementation of Manitoba's new provincial water management strategy. Here's Ag Minister Blaine Peterson. Normally, other than years like this, we have lots of water and we and we need to manage it better. And even in years like this, we need, you know, this is showing um, the long-term needs for some drought uh, proofing some water management, water storage capacity. And so we wanted a, an outside group to 
spearhead this and then reach out to all the various groups and interests and then put together some recommendations coming back to government. The fund will be administered by the Enterprise Machine Intelligence and Learning Initiative and an oversight committee. And forward hog contract prices have been exceptional. The last few weeks, Tyler Fulton is with Ham's Marketing. Futures markets are are uh, reflecting just really strong supply-demand fundamentals. It's pretty typical that at this time of year, we see supplies start to tighten up. Into the summer months, we see some of the tightest supplies that we typically would see over the course of the year. And then that combined with really exceptional demand, both in the domestic and, and export markets, we're just kind of uh, on a high right now. Fulton says cash prices are reflecting the same fundamentals that are getting worked into the futures values. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Egg Wire for Tuesday, May 11th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glenda Lee Allen Vosser will chat with Remy Goslin with the Canadian Grain Commission. Today, Glenda Lee Allen Vosser gets an update on the CGC's license suspension for WA Grain and Pulse Solutions from Remy Goslin, the head of communications for the Canadian Grain Commission. WA Grain and Pulse Solutions is located in Innisfail with locations in Bashaw and Bowdoin, Alberta, as well as locations in Pambram, Pontex and Vanguard, Saskatchewan. The last time you and I chatted, we were talking about the fact that WA Grain and Pulse Solutions license had been suspended by the CGC. Can you update us uh, as far as what's happening now? So uh, when we last spoke, uh, Glenda Lee, WA Grains uh, licenses were uh, suspended until April 30th uh, to allow the licensee to manage its finances uh, while um, preventing it from receiving and purchasing grain from uh, producers. However, during that period, it was placed into a receivership on April 26th and um, its affairs are now being managed by BDO Canada, uh, a court-appointed receiver. So on May 1st, uh, the Grain Commission issued new licenses um, to WA Grain, which is now being operated by the receiver, uh, to allow it to sell grain in inventory provided uh, the proceeds of sales are placed in a trust account to satisfy uh, producers who are owed money. Also, as part of its licensing conditions, um, WA Grain is prohibited from receiving grain from producers, purchasing grain from producers, or incurring any liabilities to producers, as well as uh, contracting new grain sales. Um, So so the point here is, uh, as it relates to uh, the trust account, is that WA Grain can't use the proceeds of sales of grain inventory until the rights of uh, producers who are outstanding have been addressed. So do we have any idea as far as the number of farmers that are are impacted here, the the dollar value we're talking? Well, what I can say is that the CGC uh, holds uh, security in the form of a uh, payables insurance policy, uh, which was provided by Intact Assurance in the amount of $4 million. We have commenced uh, an evaluation process to determine liabilities. 
And we can't really say at this point whether adequate security levels were in place until the process is complete. Um, we need to conduct a final audit, uh, which will determine uh, the total number of eligible claims and amounts. Um, so we estimate that we have potentially uh, somewhere around 120 producers that may be affected. Producers in both Saskatchewan and Alberta uh, would have been affected by this uh, failure. Now, if farmers didn't have a chance to contact you earlier, if they are owed money, can they still do that or has that time frame closed? No, the window is still open. We are encouraging producers uh, who are owed money to contact us and provide us uh, with their information. And then once uh, that has been provided, then the CGC would uh, commence a claims process. Um, So at this point, we're simply asking producers to call us as soon as they can. I've been talking with Remy Gosselin, the head of communications for the Canadian Grain Commission. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. Seeding is progressing across the prairies. I caught up with Isaac Frace, who farms near Plum Coulee, Manitoba. We started off with a week back two weeks ago or so. We uh, put in a week slowly because it's that kind of year. And then this uh, the previous week now, last week, we uh, managed to get all of our canola in. So uh, we're thinking of starting soybeans today or tomorrow. Soil temperatures, what are those like? They're fluctuating a little bit, but mainly quite cool. That's why we've been holding off. That's why we've been holding off on the soybeans because the uh, we'd like to see you know, kind of like the 10 to 15 degree soil temperature range that, that is sustained overnight. Uh, not happening yet, but uh, we'd like to see that. Uh, so we'll make it a slow start and, and uh, start putting in soybeans for sure, tomorrow for sure. And then uh, seeing there's no rain in the forecast, try and finish off middle of next week. How dry is it in that area? Uh, it's very dry. Any fields that we worked last fall are drier than the ones that we didn't. And then if we go further north, uh, we farm uh, seven, eight miles north of Pumkuli and uh, they're the moisture is definitely better than it is right out Plum Coulee. We've, uh, we've been able to put most of our wheat and canola onto moisture. Is some of that uh, wheat starting to come up now? or It's just sitting right underneath the ground. We've got a few, a few poking, but uh, not something that would uh, make us feel shimmer green yet. That was Isaac Fraze, a farmer near Plum Coulee, Manitoba. Golden West reporter Barry Lamb chatted with Ron Knight, who farms near Hamiota, Manitoba. Certainly all the peas have been seeded, I would say, largely. Uh, uh, Wheat is probably 75% done. Barley is probably 50%. Uh, Oats is maybe 25% seeded. Um, uh, There is some canola in, which is uh, surprising, but uh, freezing every night. But so far, not very much canola is seeded. How are moisture conditions in your area? Uh, you know, we have adequate for germination, but we, we're desperately needing a rain. Uh, our, I would say our, uh, our reserve is, is non-existent. We have enough to germinate a crop and, uh, you know, looking forward to this weekend, hopefully get a little bit of a splash of rain. You said some canola was going in, but overall uh, producers may, basically waiting for some warmer weather? Uh, yes, and, and moisture. 
uh, guys having to see too deep to get to. We have some guys to the south of us here that have some very light land, and they have put uh, some cannoli in just because trying to get it to moisture for fear that it didn't rain. But uh, I would say probably less than 5% of the canola is seeded. Uh, traditionally, you guys around here don't seed much before the 15th on the canola. How is the attitude of the mood heading into this season? Uh, you know, I think prices have been pretty good, but uh, what, what's the, the mood heading into this year? Well, I think everybody is kind of shocked by the prices. Like, everything is, is exploding in, in, uh, in price. You know, obviously, we've never lived through $23 canola before. Uh, however, it was it was the rise was was late in the season, so we're not seeing a, a, a switching of acres. I don't think there's hardly anybody changing plans significantly to ramp up canola acres. Most people are staying with their original plan, I would say. Uh, so yeah, everything is looking pretty good. We got you know we got wheat going to nine and a quarter in the elevators now, so that. Uh, that certainly has been a boost. Wheat was kind of the one crop that was the least popular. And uh, just in recent uh, weeks here, that has picked up uh, significantly. The other thing being a dry situation, wheat is probably the one crop that is most resilient. That was Ron Knight, a farmer near Hamiota, Manitoba. He was chatting with Golden West reporter Barry Lamb. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Women in Agriculture and Food is holding an egg chat May 24th. Visit the MWAF website for details. Manitoba Pork is offering an online workshop titled What Can Biosecurity Software Offer My Farm? That'll take place Tuesday, May 25th at 1.30 p.m. Go to the Manitoba Pork website for details. 4-H Manitoba is having a video contest. On now until the end of May, the contest gives Manitoba members and clubs a chance to showcase what they're doing this year. Visit the 4-H Manitoba website to register. And Canada's Farm Show is going virtual this year, June 16th and 17th. Go to canadasfarmshow.com. It's time now for the Bean Report, brought to you by Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers. Joining us today is production specialist Cassandra Kochik. So overall, the planting window for soybeans in Manitoba is actually flexible throughout the month of May. And we have lots of Manitoba-based research to back that up. The latest research is from the Pulse and Soybean Agronomy Lab, which is a program funded by MPSG and led by Kristen McMillan at the U of M. And this research on soybean planting dates has shown us that yields were similar when soybeans were planted any time from April 28th to May 24th. So this is what I mean by a flexible seeding window throughout May. And this is good news, meaning a more relaxed planting schedule in spring. Now, if you're looking to narrow down the May seeding window for soybeans a little bit, I can also tell you that in this same study, the relative yield was maximized when soybeans were seeded from May 8th to May 14th. And it's also during these second to third weeks in May that you're facing less risk from cold soil temperatures at planting and also less risk risk from late spring frost. Another good rule of thumb to follow is to plant soybeans within two weeks of your last expected spring frost. 
And the reason for this is that it increases the likelihood that your soybeans will emerge into a frost-free environment. I briefly mentioned soil temperature. We do get a lot of questions about this still. For soybeans, you want to make sure they're going in at an absolute base temperature of 6 to 7 degrees Celsius. Um, And we also know from other research in Manitoba that colder soil like that can delay emergence. But interestingly, it had no bearing on yield. Uh, So to recap, aim to plant soybeans during the second or third weeks in May or within two weeks of your last expected spring frost. Um, So we're in that optimal range right now. Um, We also want to make sure that the 24 to 48 hour weather forecast after planting looks good for your location. Any other seeding tips here today? Yeah, so for soybeans, you also want to target 140 to 160,000 live plants per acre. And that's, of course, adjusting your seeding rate for mortality, expected survival, things like that. Uh, We have a bean app seeding rate calculator tool uh, for you to calculate your most economical seeding rate. Other interesting research conducted through the Pulse and Soybean Agronomy Lab has also validated seeding depth recommendations for Manitoba for soybeans. So regardless of dry conditions, the optimal seed depth range is three quarters of an inch to one and three quarter inches, uh, where both very shallow seeding and very deep seeding can actually reduce yield. So we recommend that farmers remain within this range regardless of soil moisture. And when it comes to inoculation for soybeans, we recommend double inoculation only on first-time soybean fields. And after that, you can single inoculate with one formulation of rhizobium bacteria if your previous crops have nodulated well and if the most recent soybean crop has been on that field within the past four years. Thanks, Cassandra. Cassandra Kochek is a production specialist with Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers. The Bean Report is brought to you by Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers. You can find out more at manitobapulse.ca. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Pork producers are enjoying higher prices as of late. Tyler Fulton with Hams Marketing says forward hog contract prices have been exceptional the last few weeks. He also talked about cash prices. Cash prices, you know, are reflecting the same fundamentals that have, that are getting worked into futures values. We've got uh, a scenario where packers in the United States are finding uh, it difficult to source all the supplies that they want. So they want to be operating at full capacity, but quite simply, they're not all of them are able to find the supplies to do that. And the Manitoba government is launching an online public engagement to seek feedback on the priorities and future direction of Manitoba's agriculture and agri-food industry. The information will support preparation for the upcoming federal, provincial, territorial ministers of agriculture meeting, where the next FPT agricultural policy framework priorities and policy statement will be set. Here's Ag Minister Blaine Peterson. There's lots of negotiations happening on behind the scenes. Besides the business risk management, which is your crop and forage insurance, agri-stability, agri-invest, we also are negotiating lobbying in here for to have the livestock insurance program become part of that business risk management suite of programs. And then there is the Ag Action Manitoba, and this is of interest to our commodity groups and food processors. The deadline for public feedback is May 27th. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up 
at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll chat with Clean Farms about their agriculture recycling program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.